Section 14 of Travels to Oaxaca by Nicholas Joseph Thierry de Menonville, an anonymous translation from the French. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. My heart beat in a manner that beggars description. It seemed to me as if I was bearing away the golden fleece, but at the same time as if the furious dragon placed over it as a guard was following close at my heels all the way along i kept humming the famous line at length i have it in my power and should willingly have sung it aloud but for fear of being overheard i arrived at my inn out of breath and slipped in unperceived and without having met with a single person in the streets the dawn was opening but nobody yet had risen in the house I shut myself up in my room and then packed my dear nopals with inexpressible satisfaction and in the tenderest manner imaginable in two of my small boxes taking the precaution to lay them two at top and two at bottom separating them by the partition and sticks of a dry and pliant wood thus by five in the morning i found myself in possession of a fine cargo of cochineal which not a soul had either seen me purchase or pack the negro who sold it me was a simple good kind of man and the indians whom i liberally rewarded in joining them at the same time to secrecy with respect to where they had been with me in the morning were themselves ignorant of what the precious load they carried tranquil on this head i went to enjoy beneath some orange trees in the court the pleasure of my reflections and the cool of morning waiting the period of my host rising never had the sky before appeared so beautiful never the climate so pleasing the day before my imagination was filled with monstrous chimera this day everything was of charming aspect and admitted of my giving the reins to fancy whatever my future fortune may be said i to myself i have now completed the end of my journey i may now set off yes even directly but no vanilla which i had been told could be obtained no nearer than at a distance of twenty leagues hence vanilla comes as it were of itself to invite my taking it let us effect this second conquest at length the people of the house roused from their slumbers breakfast was served up to which i did more justice than any one and at which i noticed a singular fruit it was an apple the pulp of which was soft and black as raisin the spaniards call it sapota negra i opened several and took out their kernels as i meant to set out at noon in search of vanilla i ordered a good dinner to be provided for me at eleven o'clock I then sent my compliments to the priest, Don José Ortiz, and reminded him of his promise, after which I dressed myself for the purpose of taking a survey of the city. My countryman, who was my guide, had the kindness to lend me a cloak. With this, my hair in a net, and my broad-brimmed hat, I looked perfectly a Spaniard, and had no longer the vexation to endure of hearing constantly rung in my ears Aquista Frances, there goes a Frenchman. We made the whole tour of the city, and I measured its streets, 
it appeared to me on this occasion even more handsome than it had done the day before the only thing which seemed wanting and which not only here but throughout spanish america if mexico be accepted is everywhere a desideratum is an alley of trees or a promenade one indeed had been planned here below the aqueduct there are even basins of stone prepared for conducting water to it from a fountain and this spot its situation considered would without doubt have been a most delightful one for a public walk but the plantation was never carried into effect and the whole plan dropped to the ground we visited the market one the best supplied of any i had seen since i left the havana i found in it all kinds of fruit but what most forcibly struck me was the sight of raw cochineal exposed for sale when i say raw i mean undried and with the insects yet alive the price of it was eight reals the pound i at length returned home loaded with plants leaves and branches of all kinds among the rest with a species of palma christi or racinus of an uncommon species which i have since dispatched for the king's garden after having packed my plants in my chamber i went to a man who had been pointed out to me for one who led horses and without a syllable said to my host on the subject who reckoned on having me as a guest at least for a fortnight to come i hired five horses at eight reals each to carry me the next morning to san juan del rey at eleven o'clock i had another meal worthy of a governor's table and served with equal promptitude and elegance but what again doubtless the reader in perusing this narrative will take me for an absolute glutton but let him pause an instant i was intoxicated with joy i sought for gratifications as a compensation for my labors and possibly this was of a less dangerous nature than another for there surely could be no harm in strengthening my poor body weakened by the fasts and bad fare it had endured and rendering it capable of withstanding the mortifications it had yet to undergo don ortiz had not forgot me by noon his horses were at my door i immediately rose from table and leapt into the saddle loading the muleteer my guide with a linen sack four feet high which i had bought for the purpose in the morning after this we set off at full speed each of us with a handkerchief round the head covered by a large flapped hat and the crown of this surmounted with a cone-shaped cap of cotton to cause a divergency of the rays of the sun a precaution highly necessary we reached without halting a mountain four leagues from the city which it took us a quarter of an hour to ascend after this we went down into a valley in which the farm of don ortiz was situate the produce of the valley nothing but wood and maize we continued our journey two leagues further when we met some people belonging to the farm i wished to address them in order to know where we might find what we were in search of but the muleteer pretended to know vanilla very well and boasted that he could show it me himself we in consequence alighted and during half an hour sought for it in vain among all the trees 
i still waited for my muleteer doctor to point it out to me and at last whether from ignorance whether from design he showed me instead of it an arum scadens with palmated leaves the item of which it must be confessed pretty much resembles that of vanilla i told him he was an ass and that instead of thus making me lose my time he would have done much better had he called for one of the indians it was in fact five o'clock and i was under the greatest anxiety lest i should be obliged to return without the vanilla or have to sleep at the farm which would defer my intended departure on the next morning i was almost mad with vexation at length an indian with a hoe in his hand made his appearance brother said i holding out a dollar show me some vanilla and this is yours he coolly bade me follow him and advancing a few steps through the underwood into a thicket in which were a number of trees he immediately climbed up one threw down to me two pods of vanilla perfectly ripe and pointed out to me a branch on which several others were hanging yet green together with two faded flowers of which the nectarium still remained i recognized it for an epidendrum the form of the leaves the stone and the fruit perfectly well described the peculiar smell of the plant everything convinced me it was the real vanilla in everything corresponding with such i had seen at the house of don atenas at veracruz all the trees in this little copse were covered with it i saw a quantity of green fruit but collected no more than six specimens of these and four large pods which were ripe i caused the indian afterwards to part from the root some of the scions which had sprung up these i tied well together wrapping up the whole in the leaves of an arum which at their base are three feet wide after thus packing a faggot which weighed upwards of thirty pounds i placed it in my large sack which i fastened on the rump of my horse i was so well satisfied with my indian that besides the gourd i had promised him i gave him in addition two reals for his part unwilling to be outdone in generosity he ran to his hut and brought me three other pods of vanilla who now was more confused than my mulatto for me i was highly pleased with not having listened to him we again mounted our horses and we made such good speed that by nine in the evening we reached oaxaca i directed my guide to make my best respects to his master and repeat how much i held myself obliged to him i gave him for the use of the horses six piastres and two for his individual trouble after which i again entered my inn with the vanilla without any one knowing what it was it was late and i supped by myself after supper i desired my landlord and countryman to make out his account and announced my departure on the next morning he seemed greatly surprised at my intention but answered that he had no demand to make that he had entertained me with great pleasure as a countryman but without any view of gain i easily comprehended his drift and presenting him three dollars inquired if that was sufficient he still assumed that he had received me as a friend and that i might pay him nothing if i pleased 
to this i dryly answered that he being a frenchman was capable of discerning by my exterior manners that i was not a person to be treated gratuitously by him and that moreover his situation in life obliged him to sell his services to every one i thought it right with this to add three more dollars to those i had placed on the table at the same time requesting him to prepare me a few provisions when our host noticed the tone i assumed with a satisfied look he placed the six dollars in his pocket and in very polite terms returned me thanks shortly after he sent me what i had required i now shut myself up in my chamber and passed a part of the night in examining and arranging all my plants in my boxes two of these were destined for the vanilla which i marked and mingled with a thousand other plants collected at hazard as while doing this i frequently opened and shut the boxes my hostess on hearing the noise became exceedingly curious and sought to satisfy her inquisitiveness under pretense of making me a small present of chocolate she therefore knocked three or four times at the door of my room but i constantly objected to opening it so that at last she was tired out and decided on leaving the chocolate on a chair in the adjoining room i slept but a little time by four in the morning my horses being come i awakened mine host his astonishment was at its height for i had not apprised him of the measures i had taken my cases and baggage were all laid on my cattle in an instant i mounted on one of the horses and obliged the topeth to lead on the others before me at a good rate daylight had not yet beamed on oaxaca when i set off on account of my train i found the streets exceedingly long for i was anxious to avoid examination and the excitement of curiosity at length by daybreak i gained the open country the morning was remarkably cool i struck my heels into the sides of my horse and increased our pace my horses turned out to be excellent ones and speeded so well that by half-past seven we reached Etla, whence without halting for refreshment i proceeded onwards to san juan del rey occasionally alighting to gather plants on the road i met with a doctor who conversing on the objects of culture informed me that nopals had been transported into castile for the purpose of attempting the naturalization of the cochineal but that the project failed from which he drew the very wise conclusion that it was impossible the culture of it should succeed anywhere but in the kingdom of mexico this anecdote whether fabulous or true was calculated notwithstanding to give me at the time some uneasiness but now while writing this that i am well assured of the fallacy of the assumption i cannot but smile at the folly of those people who make deductions which they generalize from circumstances true only in particular cases by then i entered san juan del rey it was eleven o'clock i was in hopes of purchasing here some cochineal but the black alcalde not being at home i determined to wait till his wife returned she came in a little time and i immediately asked her for four branches from her nopals and without giving leisure for reflection showed her a dollar 
which persuaded better than words i at the same time inquired of her respecting a variety of matters which i had either omitted to obtain information upon before or which i thought might need comparison with what i had learnt at oaxaca though chiefly respecting the mixture of the silvestri or wood cochineal with the black or fine she illustrated the different points i questioned her upon and to my satisfaction and permitted me to select four branches from the nopals which i placed in a fifth box after taking a nap i set off precisely at noon and again ascended the famous mountain la costa frequently casting back an anxious eye on the beautiful country i was about to leave how numerous were the curious plants i beheld how much did i regret my incapacity of carrying away specimens of all i did however alight to pull up some of the bulbs of the lily of st iago or amaryllis sermosissima i collected six dozen of the roots though with extraordinary difficulty on account of their being a foot deep in the ground and that stiff and very hard as the soil was i had nothing but a knife with which to remove it while a vertical sun darted its noontide rays on my back i likewise found a violet with a bulbous root like that of the lily of which i dug up a dozen roots i gathered moreover a hundred oxales sorrels with bulbous roots folus octonatus pelatus osatus i moreover gathered some seeds of a thistle large as our artichoke plants some of the fruit of a sort of medlar some of the sabina juniperus and certain acorns large as our largest walnuts while thus endeavouring to dissipate the tiresomeness incidental on a long journey i perceived that my muleteer had turned out of the king's highway which topaths are expressly forbidden to do and i was violently enraged at his conduct promising within myself at least to hold his trink gilt or drink money however we began to descend by roads very bad it is true but which lessened our way by a league i then allowed that my guide was not so much in the wrong and was pacified at the bottom of the slope i found the beautiful sage with corn-rose flowers which i had seen at oaxaca from this i extracted seeds as well as from another variety with blue and highly beautiful flowers while threading a narrow path cut out of the rock i had a singular encounter it was of an indian who was driving two hogs to oaxaca they were of monstrous size and i was obliged to stand aside in order to allow them to pass while in consequence i was attentively looking at them i observed and not without a hearty laugh at the while that they had pumps or rather boots on what said i to myself a hog in pumps while the poor indian that drives them is barefoot the hogs had really on each of the joints of their parted hoof a boot with a sole of strong leather and the whole so neatly sewed and fitting with such exactitude that at first i thought them natural appendages belonging to the animal it was in vain for me to puzzle my brain for the reason of such a whim and i was fain to apply for information to the indian 
for him he seemed to pity my ignorance astonishment and laughter and in a very phlegmatic manner answered that it was to prevent their becoming footsore reflection made the motive seem but reasonable for the animals were so fat and are naturally so lazy that if they wound their feet they would have fallen away and even have remained on the road when at dinner at an after period with the intendant of santo domingo on his asking me respecting the roads in mexico i felt a strong inclination of relating this fact in order to qualify him to form himself an opinion but as there was a large company at table to whom i was unknown i was fearful on giving account of a circumstance so singular to pass for an inventor of fables i therefore merely answered his interrogation by telling him in general terms that i found them very bad and in good truth though the road i was now travelling was that of guatemala and the only highway on which is transported the various produce of a valley which extends four hundred and eighty leagues i did not find thirty leagues of road on which a carriage could pass after a long journey of sixteen larger leagues i again revisited my charming hamlet of galiaptitlan i saluted it on arrival full of gratitude for its having first presented me with the delightful spectacle of a plantation of nopals it was too late and i was too much fatigued to visit the indian into whose grounds i had entered on my way to oaxaca i therefore thought only of getting my supper and retiring to rest i slept but little i had judged it requisite to give air to my plants and for the purpose placed my boxes opened in the court of the casa real and every half hour paid them a visit in the intervals between i took a walk in the churchyard which was at no great distance a beautiful moonlight showed me the way and with pleasure i collected the roots of amaryllis from the tomb at this instant calling to mind the night thoughts of young i said to myself is it then really consequent that reflection on the immortality of the soul should give rise to melancholy as the case with that gloomy doctor by no means but rather let us while through this vale we speed call every floweret in our way at two in the morning i again closed my cases carried them indoors and laid down to sleep till dawn as soon as i arose i hastened to the garden of my indian the cochineal harvest had been gathered and i merely took from him four plants of the nopal which had already rooted and for which i gave him six reals it is to be observed that i burthened myself with these nopals and with four other plants which i collected at san antonio de los Cues, apparently from an excess of caution and that i might not have anything wherewith to blame myself but how wise this caution will be seen for all of the branches loaded with cochineal which i had bought at oaxaca and san juan del rey and on which i placed my chief dependence not one was preserved to the end of my voyage as i had the affliction of seeing them all rot one after the other and of being obliged to throw them into the sea 
while traversing the gulf of mexico it was to those plants on which i placed the least reliance that i had to ascribe the ultimate success of my project as these were the only ones which survived the voyage and which have multiplied the indian who sold me the nopal plants was the same who let me my horses and his son acted as my topeth this afforded me means to hold a very interesting conversation and acquire considerable information respecting that culture to which he paid his chief attention it was this man who presented me with some of the fibrous network of the cocoa of which he informed me the nest for the cochineal was made it was from him also i understood and at his plantation that i saw that the mother cochineals for the succeeding harvest are preserved in open air and on the same plant and not as averred by the abbe reynal and that even in his last edition on detached branches put under shelter in the house i made as very natural remark on hearing this that i should have thought them liable to be destroyed by the rains but this objection he set at rest by the answer he gave which was that in the stormy season of the year se tapen con petales they are sheltered under leaves at the plantation of this indian i likewise as i had done before in some of the churchyards collected some buds of a beautiful syringa asperifolis lilac but they perished when on point of departure with his son we perceived near a fountain his young sister who at that instant was fetching water she was a lovely brunette about nine or ten years of age with blue eyes and the most beautiful complexion i had just before given her a real she drew nigh her brother and without uttering a syllable slipped it into his hand my poor brother she no doubt reasoned is now about to travel on foot over six weary leagues of ground for merely a wretched real and which even my father puts in his pocket and has but four tortillas and some pimento for his dinner suppose i give him this real he will be able to fare better and better be able to endure the tediousness of the way and the burning heat of the sun such in short was the reflection i read in the expressive eyes full of interest and compassion of this amiable child and in the look of gratitude the young lad directed at his sister i was deeply affected by this little incident come hither my child said i she came blushing and uneasy about the motive of my calling her i gave her another real which i bade her keep for herself the little maid laughed with joy took the real and turned her back on me without the slightest thanks but what thanks were necessary did she not smile throughout the whole morning i amused myself with pleasing reflections on fraternal love and this incident confirmed me in the idea i had ever entertained that a tender affection for their brothers is not uncommon with females and that it could not have been scenes like this which originated the observation of rara concordia fratrum incidents like these it is which render one disposed to love mankind 
but how rare are they in large associations of the species and where did i meet with this was it not among the steepest mountains in the most distant parts of america amid people little removed from the wild state of nature end of section fourteen